Hello everyone, welcome to episode 612 of Cold Wave Soundcheck. I'm Aaron Pollock. We're now less than two months away from the Cold Wave 6 Festival in Chicago. Things kick off Thursday, September 28th at the Empty Bottle with MC 900 Foot Jesus and Ghost. Friday, September 29th through Sunday, October 1st at Metro, your featured acts include Stabbing Westward, Cold Cave, Front 242, Severed Heads, KMFDM, Ogre, and more. Late night smart bar shows Friday and Saturday feature the Gossicals, Curse Mackey, Bombardier, and End User. For ticket links and the full lineup, head to coldwaves.net. This week we're chatting with Saturday smart bar performer Lynn Standifer. This is End User.
let's see, I was um, living in Cincinnati, I guess, uh, just after high school, going into college. Started messing around with like um, uh, my buddies. They had a band and some of the recording gear. They had like Cubase and I think put Fast Tracker on the computer and just some synths and things. So like you know, in between their rehearsals and such, uh, I started to help them record and I just started to use some of the some of the gear. I ended up getting some drum machines and started messing around with that stuff. At that time, I was really into like industrial metal, uh, like Ministry and I guess some of the harder dancey stuff like Skinny Puppy. Uh, but then around that same time, it's like when I first heard stuff like Atari Teenage Riot, uh, I guess like mid late nineties, like Panacea, like low profile darkness, Alec Empire. And I was really into drum and bass, like Fotec and all the metalhead stuff. So basically when I started to mess around with this gear, I didn't know how to do it, you know, like, like they did, like I knew how to distort things and I knew how to put breaks next to each other. But I don't know, I guess I just spent hours and hours messing with fast tracker and learning how to really do edits, like drum edits, and just really tweak the sounds. And I, I would just record stuff on tapes, listen to it in my car, <laughs> and uh, you know, just drive around. And my friends and I, we just did it you know, for fun. And But then I kind of became obsessed, and I got my own computer. Um, I guess it was like in 98 or something like that, I guess. And so I just, I'd just sit in my room and just just learn this stuff like just all day long, just sample records that, you know, that already existed like hardcore records or drum and bass records, just so I could have those same types of sounds and then make them my own. And, um, so I would take the harder stuff and put melodies with it and then I would take softer stuff and distort it and make it harder. So I found this kind of balance, uh, in everything I was working with. I really kind of, when I first started to do shows, I guess, you know, I, I wanted to take the guys I was working with, we the first end user show I think it was in 1999 or 98 and it was like five guys like it was me with the drum machine a couple of keyboards and then I had another guy with a synth some dude playing like just guitar drones and then some guy singing it was, it was weird but it was cool and it was I think we played with Monstrum Sepsis in Indianapolis so yeah it was more of an industrial thing but then like over time the guys that I was collaborating with, you know, just kind of, you know, we all had lives and you know, that time of your life, your early twenties, you know, you just kind of go to college, get a girlfriend, you do, you know, so we just went all separate ways. So I just kept doing it on my own. And, you know, over time I, I collaborate with people, different vocalists or guitarists or drummers, whatever, um, here and there. But for the most part, it's just been me for the last 15 years. So 17 years. Yeah, I mean, I guess we kind of go back and forth. Like, like lately, I've done collaborations like with uh, like guys like Justin from Godflesh and um, some other stuff like the Blood of Heroes project. So there's some metal stuff that I still have my hands in, but for the most part, I'm really, you know, I just really just love drum and bass and breakbeats, you know. So I just you know, keep moving with that. Is that strictly all original stuff? Is it more DJ styled where you mix in some some other popular things? No. I, I don't really ever play anything except my own music. Like I, I, I do DJ now and then, but it's, it's a couple times a year. Um, I, I'll play my own stuff. And, and the cool thing about this this uh, Cold Waves, um, the night that I'm playing with uh, Jason, he's a friend, uh, Bombardier. So uh, the way that Jason Novak pitched it to us is it was like the smart bar takeover, like end user and Bombardier get to do whatever we want for a few hours. So what we're both going to do, he's inviting – um, I don't know exactly how it's going to work, but he's inviting some musicians. I think a vocalist, I'm inviting a vocalist and I, I hope a guitar player who we're working with now from LA, um, to come. So we're going to kind of just mash it up and we're just going to play all original stuff with some extra musicians, you know, just for the, for the time that we have. 
Um, I'll, pl- I'll play some of the, some of the you know recorded end user stuff, like the you know the more dance floor friendly stuff. But then we'll kind of go into this like what I plan on is just the new project I'm working on with this guy um, Roger from LA, and then Jamie uh, from Indianapolis. She's an amazing vocalist. So kind of go into some dark trip hop territory for a while with live vocals and stuff. So it, it should be really cool. Yeah, I I've seen it build as a sort of end user versus bombardier, and I just picture this. Uh, one of those like dance-off movies where it's like people are on both sides of the stage and then one one band goes and then the other band goes and then yeah. everyone's like oh <laughs> as like you try a, and top each other like like a piano a piano duel yeah like a sound clash type thing yeah we we I mean we I just saw him in Berlin just a couple of weeks ago he was passing through and I was on my way out and so we had dinner and talked about it for a while and. I guess it could it could be maybe there'll be moments of it that are like that, but it's just going to be kind of a free for all, and uh, it should be very interesting. And and the, the most important thing, I, I, we're going to have fun doing it. I, I'm imagine we'll probably meet at the hotel like the day before and just rehearse with everything <laughs> for a few hours in a hotel room. But it'll it'll definitely be fun. So.
you're in Malaysia right now. It, it looks like you do a lot of international travel. Is the scene stronger outside the U.S. than inside? Um, yeah, I think over here, well, not over here in Malaysia, but um, Euro European tours for me happen at least once a year for a few months. I mean, sometimes it's, it's half the year or more. You know, it's sometimes I'll just like I was living in Brussels for a while. I've lived in Berlin for a while as well. Yeah, it's definitely more receptive um, for the harder breakcore and hard drum and bass stuff. And it does seem to me like there's a divide in kind of the European industrial scene, um, which is more like the Machina Fest, hard power noise, stuff like that. A hands records of what was, you know, Ad Noisium and Hyman. And, and yeah, just it, there was so much, you know, more of like the instrumental and just super hard, edgy stuff. Whereas in America, it seems to me like the industrial scene is more rock oriented um there's some dance floor stuff and i guess like the ebm like the gothier stuff so it's like i never really fit in the american version of it as well as i did the european version because they were more dance floor and heavy beats i think if that makes sense but th this to be honest this is pretty cool for me to be involved in cold waves because i have been a bit distant from the u.s industrial scene except for my um, involvement with like Das Bunker over the years in LA. I've always played there and they've always been really cool about supporting me. It feels like I'm kind of an outsider, but I've been part of that scene for many, many years. But I've never played with like a, you know, like a festival in the States um, like this with stuff like KMFDM or Front 242. I do that stuff over in Europe, which is great, but it's, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of excited to do it in, in, in America. And it's weird because, like, in the States, a lot of people don't even, especially even inside the industrial scene, people don't know, you know, what breakcore really is or, or, you know, into the hard drum and bass. But you play at festivals in Europe and you get to share the bill with, you know, amazing acts, you know, huge festivals for many days, like not just electronic stuff. Like, I've, you know, played festivals, you know, with Neurosis and Anthrax and, you know, like really with on the same stage. It's not like like even just like a tiny stage on the side, like you get to be like a part of this festival. And um, I really like that. But in the States, like it's quite funny, like I was even looking at the Cold Waves thing and and it's like uh, I was showing my friend is just like looking. It's like all oh, these great acts. I'm like, and I'm on there somewhere. Oh, there it is. You know what I mean? And it's it's cool. It's it's I, I I'm still very very grateful to be a part of it, even if it's like this little tiny, <laughs> the tiny name. Tell me about your label, Sonic Terror Records. I saw that uh, Author Punisher is on the label now. They played Cold Waves two times, and I think everyone was really impressed by them that didn't know them the first time or the second time. Yeah. Well, and well, Sonic Terror started off in. Um, uh, 2000, I think the first record was 2001. It was me and a guy from Chicago did it. Um, I just started the label to get my own stuff out there, like on vinyl. Uh, so I was like funding it myself with my buddy Scott and we just put out a few records for, you know, us and our friends. So I think it was, we did like eight or nine vinyl releases and then we stopped for many years. And then, so I recently, I guess it was three years ago. Uh, I was living in New Orleans, and I met this guy. I've known Carl for a while, but Carl and I talked about just bringing it back. So we did the first release again, Sonic Terror 10, was Author and Punisher with remixes from Bongra and Gore-Tec. Um, so pretty heavy stuff, more breakcore take on what Tristan does with Author and Punisher. Um, so we put that out, and then what we did, we, we quickly switched to digital. So now we're, we're still going to put out vinyl, but we had so many people... Uh, that we know that we love their music, but we wanted to get it out really quickly. So we just started now. We're just 
gosh, I don't know how many Sonic Terror digital releases we have. I think probably like seven or something. We just keep like once a month now, we want to get another one out, just a couple of tracks, like two to four um, per artist. So, And then we're going to take whatever sells the most, I guess. And we're going to take like four tracks per quarter and just put out a vinyl compilation of those. Um, just it, it's just so it's self-sustainable and you know it pays for itself because pressing vinyl is quite expensive and you know we're busy making music all the time too so it's quite hard to to keep it going as your you know what I mean like your primary thing putting out vinyl all the time and it's sort of silly now because once once you're done and it's mixed and it's mastered and you're happy with it you know <clears throat> if you have the means to put it out right away it, it's silly to wait for a record that might need you know eight nine months because all the plants are backed up. Yeah, that's that's very true, you know, and and these days, especially with the kind of like, we're we're not limiting ourselves to anything, you know, like we're going to do like some noise droning projects, ambient stuff, uh, hard drum and bass, even hardcore techno. We're we're going all over the place, um, but with the electronic stuff like drum and bass, like Coup or um, God, who else do we have lined up? There, there's a bunch of guys who have releases planned that that drum and bass DJs want to play. So as soon as we get that out there, I mean, it needs to be digital. It needs to be direct, you know, download because they can download it and play it that night. You know, because these days people just take a USB thumb drive to the gig and plug it in the CDJ. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they don't have to lug anything around. You've been pretty consistent with your output as far as, you know, albums, EPs, remixes. Um, is there anything you put out recently you want to talk about or anything upcoming? Um, we had my, well, the last full length I did was uh, in December for Hands Records. It was called Enter to Exit. That came out uh, CD format. Um, let's see. Other than that, I've, I've done a couple of singles uh, for Elm Imprint, more Raga drum and bass stuff. Um, just did a just did one on Sonic Digital as well called Soon with vocals from a girl uh, Tiffany Johnson, really talented singer. It was like a dub version and a hard drum and bass version of the same song. Right now, I'm, I'm working on some stuff. I'm, it, it should be out by the time, at least an EP will be out by the time Cold Waves happens. <clears throat> it's the thing I mentioned earlier, collaboration with Jamie and Roger. I, I don't even, it's not going to be an, it's not going to be called End User. We're just going to do a new project altogether because it's going in such its own direction. Whatever that becomes, you know, that's, that's what I'm working on now. But yeah, I mean, as far as anything that's come out, I mean, if you just go to the End User Bandcamp, everything's listed there. People can check it out. Yeah, we're actually we're going to re-release one of my old records called Left that was on Ohm Resistance. It's being remastered now, and that should be out also by the time Cold Ways happens. New artwork, new like a much better, heavier sound. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that.
On this episode, you heard Resist, Retribution, and Retaliation. End user can be found at facebook.com slash sonicterror. Our opening music is Monster Zero by Accumination. Our closing music is Messiah by Splinter Group. Subscribe to the show through Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app with the links found in the show notes. Join us next week as we chat with Jay Matthews and Gus Muller from Boy Harsher. Our closing segment each week is dedicated to the inspiration for Coldway's fallen Chicago musician and soundman Jamie Tuffy. Here's Angelina Kuhn again sharing a memory of Jamie. You know, he'd call me when he was working at Tracks and tell me, like, who he was working with. He told me some story about how somebody spilt, like, beer or something on some drugs and they had put it into like the microwave to dry it out and i probably shouldn't say what band but you know just weird stuff like that or like we were listening to um i was listening to q101 and they were like we're filming this video like you know it's by the tracks and it's downtown and they're they were given all these clues and i'm like what the hell are they talking about and jamie called me and he's like oh my god get down to tracks right now and i go why he goes limp biscuits filming a video on the roof (laughs) and i'm like are you kidding me? He's like, no, he's like, get down here. He's like, it's going to be totally hilarious. I'm like, all right. So I went down there and like was hanging out with Wes and, and those guys. And <laughs> there's so many band stories. Like I couldn't even, couldn't even tell you how many. <laughs>